if things are happening to you that you know are not okay, like you don't have to accept it. So even if you're the only one out of your whole family that thinks that what's happening is not appropriate or that this, you know, you can tell that the traumatic things are happening, then it's okay to know that it's not okay. And um, yeah, don't be afraid to talk about it because I think a lot of people are also really afraid to speak about what's happened to them like for maybe hurting their parents reputation or they don't want people to think bad of their parents because I've had a lot of that like Mm -hmm. especially with my dad being so public and being a musician and all those things like I have never wanted to paint a bad picture of him and I don't think terrible of him so I didn't want other people to but Mm -hmm. it's also like a very real part of my life and what's happened to me and I shouldn't have to ignore all that or pretend like it didn't happen for the sake of somebody else unfortunately What's up? My name is Ibrahima Abraham Cisse. I am the creator and executive producer of the Freedom Project. And today I, I have a very special guest, um, uh, which you'll hear from her very shortly. But I want to do a quick introduction. Her name is Phoebe Rain. She's an artist in Kansas City, but not just an artist. She's also the founder of Rubbish Coal, which is a, a uh, which she's going to explain more because I don't want to butcher what the company is all about. But they're awesome. They they, they do things to basically uh, uh, help the planet and kind of like around sustainability. So today uh, the topic is going to be, be around uh, mental illness and childhood trauma. So Phoebe, I'm going to have you do a quick introduction and just let us know who you are. Okay. Hi, I'm Phoebe Rain, as you said. And um, yeah, I'm a local artist here in Kansas City, Missouri. I basically do all kinds of mediums from photography to installation artwork to set design work. So I kind of like to dabble in everything. And I also do own a company called Rubbish Co. I co-own it with uh, Tiffany Starr. She's wonderful and she's also here in Kansas City. And yeah, our company is just revolved around sustainability and rethinking the way that we produce and discard products. So. Wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, you are definitely going to have to share more about <laughs> that aspect of like discarding products and like how did you get into that and why are you doing it uh, basically? Yeah, so we both just constantly were talking about sustainability and what could we do ourselves to better the planet and people around us and even just make our city look prettier because we just we, we walk around a lot like we are very active people so when we're walking through the city and we see trash everywhere and stuff it's just like our daily activities to literally just pick trash up and um, as we're going along and things like that so we kind of just always had conversations about like how nasty the city was honestly and um, we ended up just kind of blossoming different ideas from that and we were brainstorming around if we should maybe start something like a company or if we just wanted to keep this as a hobby and we ended up starting rubbish co and that name just we just kind of brainstormed together one day in the room we were sitting in our office and um yeah we had a friend andrew morgans who's really great he lent us an office space once we kind of got this idea going and came up with rubbish co the name and went from there so yeah we do like city cleanups and we do like fundraising events and Mm -hmm. things with other local organizations that are nonprofits and revolve around sustainability so well that's awesome because i actually started um um like um talking to a friend of mine his name is isai i don't know whether you know him but 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 he's a dp here in Kansas city like a director of like photography in the film industry and he's like a huge 
sustainability guy. And since I started talking to him, I literally would like, uh, whenever I'm about to litter, I see his face. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Because we had the sit down and, and, and he kind of walked me through the whole process of what we do and how it like affects the the planet and now whenever i'm yeah. eating something and i'm like oh isai's face and i literally put it back in my pocket so yep. now that i'm talking to you now i'm probably <laughs> gonna start seeing your face and tiffany's face that's not a bad thing so <laughs> I mean, that's what we want everybody thing. to think but yeah, <laughs> yeah so thank good. you thank you guys for doing that because that's yeah that, that's freaking awesome but you yeah, know j- just to, to circle back on mental health it, it's it, it's so important like because c- the reason why i'm even doing the freedom project is yeah. You know, in order for the humans or us, I say the humans, like I'm a different species, <laughs> yep. but in order for I mean, us, hey. you know, people to actually care about the planet, we, you know, our minds ha- have to be taken care of. So, so the whole concept of like pain is one thing that we have in common, but we don't talk about it and we don't really know how to actually face this pain that we all experience as human beings uh, at the same time. You know, which is coming from, you know, lack of all these resources that we actually need to function as human beings. Right. But it's like all of us has experienced all this past. So it's like people are growing up and, you know, becoming this very vicious, becoming part of the vicious cycle of trauma itself. And and then that's how they don't really care about the planet at that point because their own basic needs are not met. So I'm happy that I'm talking to you right now because now I want to hear about your story. I want to know where, where, you know, basically like you growing up as a kid, like how did you experience mental illness and how did you end up becoming the person you are today i know it's like a loaded question but we can start with where where you came from like who are you okay basically yeah yeah let's get let's get personal (laughs) all right (laughs) so yeah i was born here in kansas city and my mom was from michigan my dad's from here so i was born here i moved around a lot so i was here until i don't know maybe like I was six and then moved to Texas and I was in Texas for a really long time and then Colorado and then uh, Mexico for a little while and back here. So mm-hmm. I, my dad was a pastor, which mm-hmm. is really crazy. If you know me, you would yeah. think that was really wild probably, but yeah, he was a, a worship pastor and that's why we moved to Texas in the first place was because he ended up starting a church out there mm-hmm. and we got really, really into that. My mom was super involved. And then my dad's story is like, he's very open and honest with it. So mm-hmm. I talk very publicly too. So yeah. he ended up having a affair with a lady of the church that mm-hmm. was very much involved in my life. So that was a huge impact. And there were yeah. a lot of things revolved around that. And then that was a big reason why we had made another move. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to Mexico, that was something that was kind of intertwined with the church, but then kind of became our own thing as we just really loved being there and mm-hmm. the culture and the people were really amazing. So mm-hmm. and we stayed there for a long time and mm-hmm. um, kind of wow. came around. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, my mama is an artist and a photographer and she was a photographer for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And my dad's obviously a musician and oh, an cool. artist of his own sorts. And mm-hmm. he doesn't do so much worship anymore. Um, he does here and there now with the church, but he does also like rock and metal and he kind of diversifies so wow that's awesome and now yeah. it makes sense see, knowing you and seeing all um, kind of like both sides of your parents yeah into one 
that's, it that's, makes something that's super very interesting. Awesome. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, um, you as a little kid, like, how old were you when 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 you guys did the first move? When you say here, you mean Kansas City, right? Yeah, like, yeah. How how old were you when when the first move happened? I think uh, I was around like six. I think mm -hmm. um, I don't honestly remember what grade I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I moved to Texas then, around that age, mm -hmm. and I was in Texas until about sixth grade probably mm -hmm. we were there for like seven years or something wow. and um moved to colorado and then mm -hmm. yeah i was there for a long time that was probably one of my favorite places um i remember like it's a vibe. <laughs> yeah it was crazy well like for i remember thinking it was the wildest thing with one of our school field trips we went white water rafting and we were all in like fifth grade so i was like what are we doing you guys i'm not sure what that is white, white water, water rafting, rafting. <laughs> yeah so it's just <laughs> like sounds epic yeah well it's kind of like with skiing how there's different levels of hardness to the trails so mm -hmm. you can do like a diamond or you can do a bunny trail which is like a beginner trail mm -hmm. and i keep having to get close to the mic um <laughs> you're fine but but yeah so there's different levels of difficultness to mm -hmm. what you're doing so yeah that was one of the more difficult ones so it's kind of like medium level but um <laughs> given as we were all like really small children it was probably not the best idea yeah, to I'm saying, how old were you again but, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i was older at that point but, wow. but yeah i was fifth grade so uh -huh. i mean it was just we were still really young but it was the best thing ever i thought that was so cool and mm -hmm. yeah it was beautiful being there i love the mountains and Wow. so yeah well that's awesome so so how did it make you feel as a little kid you know having to move from one location to another oh my like, gosh what was that experience like yeah i um i loved it at mm -hmm. first i don't think i honestly understood the impact it was gonna have mentally on me as mm -hmm. i got older and how it affects the way i make relationships and mm -hmm. all that stuff so yeah. like at the time i honestly didn't understand like people especially with the whole church thing that happened um mm -hmm. It was a really big public break that happened and we were in a really, really small town. So it was yeah. kind of like literally the whole entire Everybody town knew. knew what was going on. So right. that one was weird because I had people coming up to me that I didn't know that were mm -hmm. like crying and hugging me, being like, oh, my God, Feeling I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like that you have to rip up your life again and da, da, da. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I just know I'm leaving my friends and I'm kind of mm -hmm. sad about it. Like, but I've done this before. Mm -hmm. so. so you were ready for it. Yeah. And it's like been something that had happened since I was really little. So mm -hmm. it was just kind of ended up becoming something that I became really mute to. Yeah. And then, yeah. And now as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this really ended up messing me up in a lot of ways that yeah. I'm having to work through now. But gotcha. I'm still, I really appreciate the experience though. Like it was, no, you. yeah, you meet so many amazing people. And now I have like some really amazing friends like from all over the place. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't get that kind of like a blessing, so to speak. So yeah. Yeah, it's sure. cool to have that experience. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can definitely like relate to your story as well because I, I oh, had yeah. to move from one place to another. So yeah. me, me as a little kid, I, I was just like, this is fun. I got to live in different continents. Yeah, so, you know, that was even bigger moves than what I oh, made. Man. Really, you were Dipping going into overseas. So many different cultures, and uh, it's just that's wild. It was yeah, it, it was very wild. But I am curious though, like you as an adult, like what did you realize? Like yeah. how how did you know that? That, that actually like impacted you now as an adult yeah i yeah. think as the more self-aware that i've become and the mm -hmm. more like aware um of my impact on the relationships that i have and the friendships that i have mm -hmm. it's just kind of come more to light like mm -hmm. i have a definitely a really hard time with 
keeping friendships and relationships like knowing the importance of it and like kind of learning why you should harvest something and why you should take the time to grow something with somebody Mm -hmm. because i never really was taught that it was kind of like okay you're here for a while you make some friends and then you just kind of you leave like you're not gonna be friends anymore like it was just kind of one of those things that i'd never learned how to really build something with somebody so invest into like relationships and be there and yeah especially healthily so it was like especially like if something happened it's way easy for me to just cut people off Mm -hmm. yeah like i'm just really easy to be like "Ah, okay i'm done and that's not a healthy way to deal with things nor is that okay because people are worth having around everybody makes mistakes like i've Mm -hmm. made plenty of mistakes so people have given me chances i should give people chances like that's not a good thing to do so just as situations have come up and all that and i've wanted to have relationships or have mm-hmm. friendships that i didn't want to lose and something like that happened i was approached mm-hmm. with like okay what do i do now like yeah. i have the personal choice of how do i handle this and mm-hmm. yeah no yeah like it's it, it, it's like it's like the more you talk i'm like realizing you know we we, we have so so many similarities and oh, the way yeah. that we we've like experienced our past life in general and friendship because that th- that is something that i actually struggle to to like nurture relationships due to me you know going through all the experiences like getting molested like you know having to move so many times and all these different things that happened to me it makes it hard me me as an adult i realize oh my god i don't even know how to maintain you don't trust people you don't yeah exactly you know which which something that i was never aware until when i actually started seeking help right and i'm just like yo i got attachment issues right (laughs) as you became more self-aware yeah you were like oh actually i know yeah because it's hard. I mean, it, it it's hard to be truly like vulnerable with people and let them know you for who you are, and yeah, and then for and also them accepting you and you having doubts on whether they're yes. going to accept you in the first place. So yes. it's like that's why we easily just cut people. We just like, all right, this is not worth like investing into because i was right this whole right. time this, right this mofo is they proved me right <laughs> proved so me why right. would i do this again no yeah it's 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 definitely very hard but yeah um, I, I, um so let's just go back a little bit you like yeah. um basically walking away from like you know moving from different areas and then have realizing how that impacts you like when you were by yourself how does that make you do you have moments where you're having reflections on like a friendship that you you should have like maybe like invested in or or just having a self-realization of like oh my god where where am i right now because that's something that i do (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. um i i definitely think that i more have had the easy end on that as Mm -hmm. far as not having so much regret in Mm -hmm. friendships that happened like throughout my childhood just because Mm -hmm. i was more of moved from those and it was my choice in a lot of that so Mm -hmm. as i've gotten older um there's probably really only one person that i've kind of been i was really harsh with how i ended things and it was not the nicest way of me to do that so mm-hmm. that's probably one of the only things but i've definitely we've made amends and everything but we've yeah. still chosen to just not be friends anymore so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I've, but I've, uh, if, if you have those friendships yeah it's like sure. you know what you just <laughs> grow apart from each other mm-hmm. what happened happened and it was yeah yep. i'm not things that are necessarily like meant to be the way that they were but mm-hmm. it just that's what happened so wow. yeah wow but. well uh yeah i mean uh, it's it, it's crazy just like hearing you speak i feel like I'm yeah we're really similar talking i was like oh my god what the heck yeah but yeah so it's let's like hearing yourself yeah. talk <laughs> about like, especially how having the how are you phone, in my head yeah i was like get out of my head yeah <laughs> no it's weird yeah but uh so 
um, I want to talk about trauma a, a yeah. little bit and your own understanding of trauma. Like, how, yeah. uh, as someone who, who has become an adult now, like, is that something that you kind of realize that you were, you were experiencing trauma in, in like a certain way through yeah. just experiences, or did you have to go to a therapist or, you know, a counselor to actually figure that out? Like, how was that experience like? Yeah. Um, it is kind of weird. I, I feel like, honestly, as things were happening to me, mm-hmm. I knew that they weren't right. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I didn't know again that one day they would have a really big effect on my future the way that it does and like who I actually Crazy. ended up becoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really weird how it really ended up being a big part of that stuff. But um, yeah, so I really kind of just as again, I became more self-aware, like mm-hmm. I've constantly am working on myself. Like I really have not enjoyed seeing therapists. I haven't found anybody that I really mm. enjoyed. When I was 14, I actually went into a really, really deep depression and mm-hmm. like I wouldn't leave the house. And I was like, when I was in high school, I would like go to the bathroom and cry. And my teachers mm-hmm. knew what was up and they would just kind of let me do my thing. And um, yeah, so I ended up missing a ton of school and my mom got me uh, like in-home therapist that mm-hmm. they knew. Yeah. So weirdly enough, my dad... Um, he was also involved in a lot of like life coaching stuff. So he was a life coach for Mm -hmm. people. And so he knew other life coaches and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what it was. But she came to the house and that was kind of my first experience with talking to somebody about Mm -hmm. what was going on with me. And I think from that point on, I just kind of carried that like on my own. So Mm -hmm. I've always been a very, very strong headed, very independent person. So Mm -hmm having a therapist around was kind of like i i just did not enjoy the process of that it wasn't for me some people need help talking through things and Mm -hmm. yeah i just didn't need that at this point so yeah just being (laughs) self-aware no i hear you yeah you know it it, you know even me after going to a therapist you know i i like realized that i I only needed that guidance which you know still still now you know i i like seek help but the fact that I've become self-aware, you know, I, I can identify a lot of things and know that, yeah. you know, it's not like my identity at that moment because I've had all that training, if you want to call it that way. That's the thing. They'll give yeah. you a lot of skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like give you the tools mm-hmm. and then they it's your option to use them at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have somebody still to talk to about things. So yep. it kind of depends on what your circle looks like, too. Like, it's nice to talk to somebody that doesn't have a personal opinion on what's going on necessarily mm-hmm. or like an outside influence is nice so yeah so 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 b- basically you um um knew that something was wrong was going on with you that, yeah. that is not right when you were 14 you say yeah well and like when things were happening to me i kind of knew they weren't right but mm-hmm. my parents which that's kind of a whole another thing like my parents have been through so much stuff mm-hmm. like their childhood was 10 times worse than mine was if you technically put it on a scale i guess but Mm -hmm. um yeah so they did not deal with things that were happening to me very well and so Mm -hmm. then also like my dad was kind of abusive and Mm -hmm. so that played into things but his childhood was also the same way so Mm -hmm. he didn't know any better on how to handle things and never was super fully aware of himself in that way to fix it so Yeah, I kind of knew as things happened, but then my parents were like, okay, well, you handle it. Like, we don't know what to do, Mm -hmm. so you deal with it. And me being, like, in fifth grade or fourth grade and things happening to me, like, I was also molested when I was in fourth grade. 
and yeah it was a crazy thing it was with it was one of my best friends actually mm -hmm. and a teacher at the school that was like in the car it was a whole yeah it was a wild thing and mm -hmm. like they basically told me to handle that myself like I told my parents about it and they were like okay well if you want to call her mom like you can call her mom and talk to her about it like they didn't have any direction so I knew these things were not right mm -hmm. intuitively but I couldn't act on it at that time so yeah you were a little kid yeah so as I got older like I just kind of was like as it started affecting me more and I mm -hmm. could tell that it was holding back like the things that happened to me were replaying in my mind mm -hmm. like as I got older they just like things like that wouldn't go away and yeah. I would just get hit with like this really deep sadness so I was like okay I can't live like this <laughs> like mm -hmm. I either don't want to be alive or I need mm -hmm. to do something about this wow so yeah I just kind of decided to do something about it in my own way and I ended up here, which so, has worked pretty well. So, no, I hear you. so yeah. what what exactly did you do to like get out of that that mentality? Uh, the fact that your parents had to tell you, figure this out yourself, and you were just like, yeah. "But I'm just a little kid." Yeah, <laughs> which that's the thing. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so small!" Like I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. But they, uh, I, as I got older, um, my because my mom, I think at the time she was also so young. So also mm -hmm. as she got older, she was really able to again kind of give me tools to then let me choose to use myself so like mm -hmm. when I was 14 and she had somebody come to the house that was really really helpful and I'm yeah. that's the thing is like therapy for certain times for my life especially was really helpful mm -hmm. and at that time it was because it opened me up to this idea of like things don't have to be this way mm -hmm. so and there is a way out so yeah. I just kind of found different things that I that made me happy and I mm -hmm. clung to it and yeah. that's what's taking me here <laughs> so that's how I ended up getting really into art and yeah, photography art, yeah. and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and my parents were really supportive of everything which mm -hmm. helped a lot like they were just kind of like okay whatever you want to do like go for it so mm -hmm. so they gave me the freedom yeah that's I mean, a little too much key. freedom but Literally, they gave me the freedom this is called, this is called the freedom project <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah but so so what's your relationship like with your parents right now yeah, it's actually good right mm -hmm. now. Um, I mean, it's getting better, yeah, but it's a process. Yeah, it's, we still don't have a lot of trust. Like, I mm -hmm. still can totally, honestly say that I don't trust them, mm -hmm. and I don't. I'm working on having a lot of respect for them still. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to kind of be less and less angry about or forgiven mm -hmm. about because it doesn't do anybody good to hold on to things. So, yeah, and I realize too, like, there's a lot of stuff like that there were reasons why they did the things that they did. And even mm -hmm. though it wasn't okay, like they, they stopped doing them and mm -hmm. they're trying to better themselves now, which yeah. I'm really lucky to have that. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's good. So they, they really have worked on things. It kind of just came to a point where I was like, okay, we're not going to have a relationship if mm -hmm. this keeps going this way. So it's got to change or yeah. I'm out. And then, yeah, they chose wow. to work on things. So, S so are they like together still? Mm -hmm. okay. they are yeah it's kind of been really up and down yeah it sounds and like a long process of trying to work things out wow mm -hmm. you, you, you were definitely very strong because they can child. be heavy on a kid are you the only child yeah. too so you yeah. have to watch all that yeah it's just me knowing that all the people I are coming that. and like you know trying to hug you and be mm -hmm. sorry for you like yo like yeah okay. <laughs> yeah well and it was weird too because i i didn't know like the the lady who this was with too like she mm -hmm. was like my grandma and grandparents day and like all this stuff like mm -hmm. it, it, i she was like real involved in my life so i just did not know what was going on yeah but you're like but she's here all the time 
Yeah, exactly. I yeah. was like, oh, she's just like, she's a family friend. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, um, do you mind talking about like your family, your 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 parents? Because I know yeah. uh, the fact that your dad was a pa- is he is he still a pastor? Or? No, he does okay. worship at church. Uh, some I've never been to mm-hmm. this church that he does worship at, but <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he does he, worship. He's probably, he's probably still uh, waiting for you to show. Up. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, someday I know she'll show. Up. But but yeah, t- yeah. let's let, let let's go back a little bit because because I know you've kind of mentioned like briefly talked about your your parents and how yeah. they've impacted it, you and your journey so like yeah. do you mind talking about that a, a little bit more like what exactly yeah. happened because having a dad yeah. that's a like a preacher and basically s- telling oh, people yeah. to abstain and say telling people to follow the you know the word of god and now you as a little kid having to hear that he's doing the opposite like if you don't mind sharing it yeah and to me you know yeah it was definitely really strange i um having that be the way that he was especially like being a life coach and all these things like watching him talk to other people through their problems and all that stuff and then Mm -hmm. him not having any relationship with me really was Mm -hmm. super bizarre i just but it was kind of normal like i really didn't know that it was not normal until again i kind of got to this age where Mm -hmm. i'm 24 now Mm -hmm. and um yeah, I've kind of started to realize that that was not a normal thing. And yeah. I was actually on another podcast with a bunch of other preachers' kids, like in pastors' kids. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool because we all had the, a very similar upbringing and things actually kind of all went down for us in the mm-hmm. same way. So that yeah. was really interesting to, to have that with other people. But Definitely. But yeah, they kind of... Um, I don't know. There was a lot of things that happened. Like, yeah, he just, he definitely, like, he cheated a lot. And Mm -hmm. they, um, their childhoods were really crazy. Like, my mom was abused, like, crazy. And she grew up, she's not that old. Like, she's not even 50. And Mm -hmm. until she was in her, like, until she was 18, she grew up, like, without a stove. And, like, Mm -hmm. all these, like, this really, like, basic things. And, like, grew up in the woods. And, like, her dad was a scientist and whose mom tried to kill him when he was a kid. Like, very bizarre things and then my dad like he didn't find out until he was 18 that his dad wasn't his dad Mm -hmm. and then uh, met his real dad later in life and then yeah now as a stepdad and keeps finding out he has siblings and stuff so they've just had very interesting both had very abusive backgrounds Mm -hmm. had very traumatic backgrounds my mom was like also sexually abused Mm -hmm. when she was um growing up by family members that happened so wow yeah so that was a whole story but um basically though then just with me like how that affected me is they just obviously the they never got help and they kind of didn't know what to do they just knew the best that they could and Mm -hmm. they tried as much as they could to not have that affect me and and it did definitely but yeah they were both a little abusive my mom just kind of didn't know how to handle things and Mm -hmm. would just not handle like she would just leave like if my dad got really angry or like was threatening to beat me up kind of thing like she would literally just get in the car and go Wow. And so, yeah, there's a lot of working through like resentment with like, why would you leave me? Yeah, and then like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. yeah so I'm your only child too. Yeah. I didn't have any siblings or anything to back me up or to mm-hmm. talk to about anything that was going on. So that sucked. But wow. Yeah. So, I've, so he actually was like abusive at the same time. Yeah. Like, is it like physical yeah. or just like kind of like verbal? Yeah. Physical and verbal. And so as, especially he, being a preacher at the same time, that must have been very confusing as a kid. Yeah, it was really weird. I I kind of didn't understand it. And honestly, Mm -hmm. a lot of the physical abusive part didn't come out until he was pretty much done with that and then started Mm -hmm. doing life coaching. And then I guess he was still doing worship, but Mm -hmm. he wasn't a pastor anymore. 
So more of like when the physical stuff started coming out, mm-hmm. that wasn't as attached in my head, I guess, because yeah. I was still really young. So that yeah. part of my life felt like a whole different part. And then now I was just moving on to this part. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't really connect that so much. And then, yeah. but he got really into life coaching and stuff. And then that's when it started getting weird. And I was like, okay, we you're have. sitting here helping these kids oh, through yeah, this okay. same thing that you're doing to me. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. So and, and you being the only child, you're like, Dad, I just want to talk to you. Yeah, I was and like, you what were the... out there talking to all these kids. Yeah. Wow, that's heavy. Yeah, Man. but I mean, we really like we work through a lot of it now. So mm-hmm. I'm just really lucky that he he wanted to because a lot out, of people, yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't get that chance to actually end up like repairing those relationships with sure. their parents or whoever. So. Yeah, I had good grandparents too. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, yeah, nice. my my dad's mom was really awesome. She was mm-hmm. her own kind of wild back with yeah when you know she was a mom to my dad in that way. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, she was really really great to me. Like I spent a lot of time at her place growing up. So that's mm-hmm. why like her birth year is tattooed on my fingers. Yeah, she's nice. the only birthday I have on me. But yeah, wow. she's kind of like my second mom. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I love yeah, that. It, it's like just like hearing your story, especially like on your parents' side and 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 their own trauma. You know, I I I you know also have talked to so many people uh, on my journey and on on this documentary. Just like hearing people's story, one thing that I've kind of put together is like, you know, pain. Uh, not pain. I, I'm always talking about pain, but it's like we, you know, us human beings. You know, we're so like imperfect, and usually the yeah. people that are posing as the perfection they're they're broken they have so many secrets yeah. at the same time but but you know that is something from trauma the, the the fact that they never had you know that environment themselves to even speak up for themselves now they become adults so now they have to pose a certain way to to like speak up but they're hurting their own kids because they're, right. they're just focusing their energy on the wrong things yeah you know outwards but their kids are getting trapped into that so the vicious cycle of oh yeah you know, us just living in an imperfect world with imperfect people Passing and trying to on. get along with imperfect people yeah just imperfection but knowing actually knowing that now you just like hearing you talk i i, I can hear you having that you know that f- forgiveness and understanding that they had their own trauma to yeah. like deal with and that takes a lot uh you know i'm you know because even with me it took me a yeah. while i feel like i still low-key yeah. have the like you know like resentment you still feel it sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely yeah it is normal mm-hmm. but yeah there's a way that you don't have to act on it is yeah the thing. exactly yeah it's like you can have feelings and emotions because we all do but you don't mm-hmm. have to act on them so wow. That's awesome, though. But yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it's 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 very like mind blowing hearing your story because I've known you for yeah, a while. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, so a weird story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's your but, story, you know, and here you are today, yeah. and and you were talking about it. But but yeah, like like right now, moving forward, like like how do you carry yourself? Like, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know you have the rubbish code going on, which is kind of like sustainability and trying to basically help the planet yeah like what is the plan like what does that look like yeah so a rubbish basically we're actually doing something right now Mm -hmm. which i don't know exactly when this is coming out but it's happening here in the first fridays of august Mm -hmm. and we're going to be doing an event and basically we've just kind of we'll do cleanups here and there and we're working on building a website that will carry products that revolve around sustainability so Mm -hmm. it'll be kind of like an e-commerce website but it'll carry other brands products so it won't be us making anything but it'll just be like yeah a curated website with sustainable products so 
we're working on that and then we work with like bridging the gap is another local nonprofit that mm-hmm. they revolve around again sustainability and they supply pretty much all of the recycle bins around kansas city missouri and downtown and all that so they handle recycling and they have a big drop-off center up north and they're great but mm-hmm. yeah we do events with them so like they'll supply us with bags or vests and cleanup tools and stuff that we need if we get a group of people together and Mm -hmm. they'll give us a location and they plant trees and all that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah just kind of here and there we'll do fundraising events and cleanups and yeah it's awesome like you know especially now now that i hear your story you know this is for anyone listening this is this is uh someone who experienced trauma and she's not letting that trauma define her but now she's doing things to better herself and her environment and the planet in general she wants to save the freaking world yeah it's all about choice i think it's like the power of choice is really strong Mm -hmm. and i think that it's like you can really choose how things affect you and uh, not necessarily choose how they affect you but you can choose how you deal with that Mm -hmm. afterwards how it affects you yeah so i mean you can definitely choose to let something take you down or you can choose to learn from it or Mm -hmm. even if you don't need to learn from it you just need to move on from it then have the power to move on from it so but that i mean that's also looks different for everybody some people Mm -hmm. that's a lot harder and yeah for sure yeah power of choice is big so well yeah that's awesome yeah i think (laughs) literally as you're talking i'm just like are you like Andrew Morgan Spiegel? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I can hear. Like, That's uh, crazy. Yeah. I, I can see that he, he actually rub off on you and how he talks. Because <laughs> yeah. he's just like, hey, man, I've been through all this. Like, uh, here we are. But you got to just choose <laughs> This is it, what I have what to I do mean? in order to keep moving yeah. on. Well, honestly, like I had a boyfriend um, mm. da- in high school when I was really young. And we were together for a long time. And he had a very, very, very hard past. Like, And mm. I don't. I'm not going to speak on it because it's not my story to tell. And I've, mm-hmm. we haven't talked like that um, in a long time. But he had a really, really insane story. Probably literally the craziest I've ever heard out of anybody I know. Mm-hmm. And he still chose to come from it. Like he ended up winning all these state championships for stuff in track and field. Like he just really dedicated himself to things. And he was always just like, no, like this isn't going to define me. This isn't going to define me. This is not who I am. Like the mm-hmm. things that happened to me are not who I'm going to become. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, my God, like that really just like inspired shaped a lot. Yeah, it really inspired to your me. character as well. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. And like any people that I met after that, like even my friends and stuff, like it really affected the type of people I ended up being around as I got older, too. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, like relationships are so important, like, like the people that we have around. Like, we have no idea how much we take from them. Just, yeah. Just knowing someone and talking to them. So having that, the that circle of people that have the you know that strong mind or you you being yeah. the, the example itself which you are because you know like oh, well, thanks, a, a, but... everything you were doing I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to it i'm super excited yeah. to see what you guys uh, uh come up with on your next event so yeah uh so this segment i'm just gonna have you just share more details about your event just for anyone listening and they want to check sure. you out and your website and all that information how can they okay. find you yeah, so uh, we've got a website, and it's www.rubbishco.com, and we also have my website, which that information is also on, which is www.phoebeRain.page, and you can also find us on Instagram at rubbish.co, or again, just my name, and yeah, it's basically, I have um, a guy through Andrew Morgans, again, who he hooked me up with, that 
he his grandma was a hoarder and mm-hmm. would buy all these secondhand things and put them in boxes and stuff and fill up her house and then once she was done with that would put it in a storage unit and started filling up all these storage units so it's literally like if you packed up a savers or a goodwill mm-hmm. or a ross or something and put it all into boxes that's exactly wow. what everything <laughs> is so yeah it's literally it's so just many a, options <laughs> yeah it's literally a giant warehouse just like full of hundreds of boxes of just things with tags on them things that are still boxed and mm-hmm. like 20 bucks and stuff so i'm we're working on going through everything right now and we're gonna have basically like a glorified garage sale so we're gonna have live music and then the guy who uh, i'm doing this for owns a few different companies that he's gonna be providing food and drinks from mm-hmm. and yeah so we're gonna kind of do it over the first friday's weekend of august so uh-huh. that's the sixth and that's a Friday and yeah, so it'll carry on all weekend and it'll be like 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And that's busy. Come out and check it out. Be yeah. A fun day. I'm, well, yeah, I'm definitely going to stop by. Yeah. We're going to ask people too to donate. So mm-hmm. a big part of it too is we're going to be giving back to Uplift, which is a local nonprofit organization. They kind of are dedicated to helping the homeless community here. Mm-hmm. So we are going to encourage people to purchase items to then come up at checkout and just ask to donate and we'll take care of donations that weekend. So, wow. yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm 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 definitely uh excited to know you more now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've <laughs> yeah. always been excited to know you more. Like <laughs> Yeah, well, I think but people yeah. are scared. But now I like, hear your story, I'm just like, "Wow, she's freaking awesome." Like especially oh, everything that you were doing know. on sustainability because that's something that I'm actually super interested in because my yeah. entire documentary, you know, I actually created an um I like an equation because I'm a nerd, but it says mental health plus physical health equals to environmental activism because the whole notion of making sure the mind and the body is all okay in order for for us, because us human beings are just, we can be very selfish, which is okay because, you know, we deal with a lot. I mean, there's so much hurt that we we have experienced. So we have to take care of our mind and our body in order for us to actually care about the planet which you know sadly sound as it sound but it is the truth you know we live in a very fast-paced society you know literally everything that we do especially in america now it's just anxiety driven like driving in in america i hate driving that's why i don't do it anymore because it's I, i get so anxious and you know that alone you know adds up to a mental illness is like you know, just the stressors that we keep having and then we're carrying the energy to the next person and it just keeps yeah. it's like going around. Yeah, it's like yeah. a very vicious cycle. So that's why I have that equation because eventually I want people to actually care about the environment. But yeah. I, I, I want to let them know that, hey, you know, even though you are going through this trauma, you're going through this PTSD, uh, this is not who you are. The, you know, you haven't even touch the surface of who you really are and what you were capable of doing however you need to do this and this and this which is actually going inward and understanding your past and knowing who you are in order to face what what is about to happen because if you face all these challenges with all the baggage that we carry around our past we're more likely to fail and becoming very like bitter as human beings in general so, yeah. you know, the whole documentary is it's just to literally let people know in a very a micro level, hey, we just need therapy. Literally. Yeah, for <laughs> or real. Or just having that vulnerability. Because sometimes through therapy, you, as we talk, we're actually yeah. answering our own question because we have exactly. that space to be as vulnerable as and raw as much as we can in, in yeah, compared a to a family place. member. It's very safe. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's what this show is about. So I'm very honored to have you come in here. 
yeah, and then thank and, you. and then show you know actually share your own story which 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 is based around trauma yeah and then you know people can hear you talking about how you got out of uh that yeah. that you know something that usually when people go through they they tend to have some really hard time getting out of that state well here yeah. you are running a business you know you were doing things yeah that are trying to save the planet and you're working on yourself you you're working on forgiving your family that's yeah. to me that's super powerful so thank you for yeah. for for like doing what you do but yeah. yeah so before we wrap up if you have anything to add on like for anyone a little girl listening that, that may <laughs> be in the same space like is there uh, anything that you want to share um no i think just don't be afraid to either get help or to talk to somebody about things and to make sure that if things are happening to you that you know are not okay like you don't have to accept it so even if you're the only one out of your whole family that thinks that what's happening is not appropriate or that this you know you can tell that the traumatic things are happening then it's okay to know that it's not okay and um, yeah don't be afraid to talk about it because I think a lot of people are also really afraid to speak about what's happened to them like for maybe hurting their parents' reputation or they don't want people to think bad of their parents because I've had a lot of that, like especially mm-hmm. with my dad being so public and being a musician and all those things. Like I have never wanted to paint a bad picture of him and I don't think terrible of him, so I didn't want other people to, but mm-hmm. it's also like a very real part of my life and what's happened to me and I shouldn't have to ignore all that or pretend like it didn't happen yep. for the sake of somebody else, unfortunately. So just, yeah, just don't be afraid to talk about it and get help if you want it. Yeah. If you feel like you need it, even if you don't feel like you need it, you probably do. (laughs) So (laughs) go talk to somebody. (laughs) I hear you. Yeah. Wow. Powerful words from Phoebe herself, Phoebe Rain, the, uh, the awesome human being artist, uh, (laughs) multifaceted, you know, uh, hero, uh, that's trying to save the planet. Is there like oh, a, a, a saying of a hero that's a female? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think that it's just like, even with the, the whole sustainability stuff, it's just about it. It's nice. <laughs> like when you're having a hard time, like I think that's how it kind of also came about is like, it's mm-hmm. bigger than you. Like yeah. it's nice to like, when you really start looking at the planet and mm-hmm. cleaning up and just doing things like that, it really humbles you. And it really teaches Ooh. you that like, this is way bigger than you. Like yeah. there are things bigger going on than even what's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Even though things that are happening to you are huge, like it mm-hmm. still puts things kind of in perspective. So, wow. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. True awards Anyways, from the, the, the queen herself. <laughs> This Thank is you. amazing. Oh, my God. I kind of want to keep going, but it's like... <laughs> I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Hour. You can always... We're oh, for real? Yeah, we're definitely wow. going to have a second uh, segment where we can just like... And I feel like I just more. the tip of the iceberg. I'm like, I feel like I touched on so many crazy stories. No, you that did. Are, right. No, <laughs> yeah. you did. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm super Thank glad you. that my first episode is, is with you and uh, actually waited. And because yeah. and, I'm just like, I know she has a phenomenal story. And Time has to gonna, be right. You know, it's going to touch a lot of people because I, yeah. I, I can see so much grace in, in you as a person. Oh, thank you. And it's like you have a very graceful smile. You, you, thank I'm just you. like, there's something behind that graceful smile. And yeah. we're going to talk about it because <laughs> yep. it takes a lot it's of uh, it takes a lot for someone to be that empathetic in which which Thank is you. you which is you in general. So when people like you giving us a space to talk about it, that's oh. the thing is like giving us a safe space to feel comfortable enough like we can share these stories. So now I am blushing big. purple. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, so laughs> it yeah. really is important. And all that you've been doing with your Thank freedom you. project and everything's huge. Yeah. So I, I mean, have big impacts. Yeah. I'm, I'm, let's just say I'm super excited for this project. It's yeah. like, I'm constantly talking about it, but yeah, the freedom As project, 
you know she you know we just had um i mean we we have um phoebe who just came yeah. and just killed it this is the first episode thank you uh, i'm not sure killed it is the right term but <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean but yeah. i understand the premise but yeah she uh you know just uh find her on instagram i'll put everything in the comment section but yeah, uh, my name is a ibrahima uh, abraham cise and i'm the creator and executive producer of the freedom project a quick overview a freedom project uh freedom project is a documentary about mental illness and and the goal is to raise awareness on a global level, just basically having conversations about mental illness and letting people or giving people the space to actually talk about their own mental stories so that we can all heal as we listen to each other. So we just had Phoebe again for the hundredth time. Thank uh, you. I like your names. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. Just came in and, and shared her story, which is amazing. And I, I hope there's one person listening, a little boy, a little girl that's in the same space, hopefully not, and yeah, and I actually not, hear but... hear her words and can, you know, be, understand that, okay, this is not the end. You know, uh, I, I still have an opportunity to uh, become the person that I am supposed to be. Yeah. just just through awareness through her story so thank you so much Phoebe yeah, uh, thank I, you. I, I look forward to having another sit down and doing this again because this is awesome yeah thank you so yeah. much alright well thank you for listening and uh, you have a great night but before I go I want you to know that do not let anyone absolutely anyone steal your peace until next time thank you bye